Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the Manage My Wedding podcast. I'm Yvette Sitters and I'm the owner and creator of Manage My Wedding. I created Manage My Wedding to help future bridal couples feel less stressed and more organized. And the podcast is really me just answering questions that I feel bridal couples are feeling unsure about or need some guidance with. Today's podcast is brought to you by the free Manage My Wedding ebook. The Manage My Wedding ebook is my top 101 wedding tips that will take your wedding to the next level and also cover things that you may not have thought about. The free ebook can be downloaded at www.managemywedding.com. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the bridal party costs. As I see, there's so many bridal couples unsure of what the bridal party should pay for and what the expectations are. And I also see so many nervous about having this conversation with their bridal party. So I also want to make that a little bit easier for you too. So what does the bridal party pay for? I hate to say it, but there is no written rules on this. Tradition doesn't exist anymore and it shouldn't. Life has changed. Weddings have changed. We want more now. And every situation and every wedding is very different. I mean, traditionally, back a very long time ago, bridal party were just expected to pay for everything. But like I just said, you know, everything has changed. People have more money now. People have a bigger expectations and you cannot just expect people to pay for everything because it's just not how it works anymore. And it's just you're perceiving that somebody can afford something when maybe they can't. But there's definitely some items that you as the bridal couple must pay for. And those things that I want to mention are, one, flowers, because flowers really are your personal style. And they're something that you choose because you want those flowers to match the whole wedding. And you might be having those flowers on the tables or, you know, they're kind of that the flowers follow the theme that you have and they really are what you want. So you should definitely pay for the flowers and you should pay for transport to the ceremony and to the reception for the bridal party. It does definitely doesn't matter how they get home. That is totally up to them. It's up to them to decide, you know, if they're going to go out after your wedding or if they're going to go home or if they're going to go back to the hotel, whatever. But that is definitely a cost that's up to them. And usually you don't even know what their plans are after your wedding. So again, you need to pay for their flowers. You need to pay for the transport. And the third last one that I'll mention is that you need to also pay for a gift just to say thank you. And, you know, write a little note with that, especially for the ladies. Men don't always like to write a little note. Um, But ladies, women love it. They love opening a card that says something special to them about why they were asked to be in the bridal party and just a little thank you. So they're the three things I say that you, you definitely need to pay for as a bridal couple. But what are the more flexible things that you can decide 
who should pay for? Well, firstly, there's attire. So I'll cover off dresses first and then I'll talk about men with suits. But really with dresses, either can pay and you really need to decide who this will be. I mean, I had my mum make my bridesmaids dresses. So I just paid for the fabric because my bridal party, they had to travel interstate for my wedding because we chose to have our wedding in Perth where we lived and nobody else lived in Perth. That was in a bridal party or in our family. And I didn't want them to have that added expense on top of being in the bridal party. So I, I chose in that situation to help them out. But you need to decide if, you know, if the dress is the only thing that they are going to have to pay for, then I don't think it hurts to ask them to pay for the dress. If you are picking a dress that is $500, I definitely don't think you can then expect them to pay $500. So you need to maybe come to an agreement with them on, and on who's paying how much for that. And again, like I mentioned before, if you are having a destination wedding, then you really need to think about helping cover the costs as much as possible because they're already outlaying a lot of money. Then for the men, the suits. So there's a couple of different options with suits. With men with suits, you can you can hire suits at a cheaper cost or you can buy them outright. But sometimes people hire because they think they're cheaper, but they're not actually that much cheaper. So you can ask them to go halves in either the purchase or the hire. Um, or what we did for our wedding, my husband, he actually got the cost to hire and to buy. And those same suits, to buy them outright to own forever was only an extra $100 on top of the hire cost. And they were really beautiful, fashionable suits at the time. So he just went out to the boys and he said, look, because you're all traveling to come to our wedding, I'm going to pay for the full hire. But if you would like to purchase the suit and have it forever, it's only an extra $100. But if you want that option, then you need to pay for that yourself. And all of the groomsmen chose to go with that option because for $100, they got an amazing suit. So you have a couple of options there. The other thing that I think is definitely flexible is shoes. Oh, I, th- I think that <laughs> shoes, you, gone are the days where all of that bridal party need to have the exact same matching shoes. And let's be honest, some shoes absolutely kill. And especially when you have to wear them for so many hours. So this is a really good one you can be flexible on because you can, you can say to them, okay, I found these pair of shoes. They're all matching. Yes, but they're only $40 are you guys happy to pay $40? Because that's not much. Or like I did, I said to all my, my bridesmaids, okay, I would like, because I had five of them, I would like you all to wear silver, but I'm not buying you any shoes. So you can just go pick whatever silver shoes you want. Or you can just wear silver shoes that you already own. So you, that's a really good option because people can then pick something that they can afford, but they can also pick something that's comfortable or they can use something that they already have. And my husband did the same. He just said to all the guys, you can all wear your own shoes and just wear black. And of the five, four already had black shoes and only one had to go and buy a pair. And he said, well, I really need a pair anyway. So he just went and picked what he could fit in his budget. And I think that is something you really do definitely need to be flexible on 
because I think shoes sometimes could be a really personal thing to how they feel. Or if you know you really, there's a pair of shoes that you are just stunning and they're Jimmy shoes and you want everyone to wear them, then you really need to probably cough up that cost yourself. And then there's hair and makeup. Now, hair and makeup these days, it has definitely got more expensive, but these people are professionals and they are incredibly talented at the job they, they do, that they do. They make you feel like a princess on the day. But I do think because it's your choice to have a professional do their hair and makeup, that sometimes you need to probably consider paying for at least half of that um, because it's definitely not one of those things they can wear again. <laughs> like we say, oh, but the shoes and the dress, you'll wear it again. They're never going to wear that hair and makeup again. They're going to go home and wash it off or they're going to fall asleep drunk and it's going to be wrecked. <laughs> anyway, they're going to have to wash it all off the next day. Um, again, here I paid for my friends on my wedding day because they had traveled and they had already spent so much money. But I did say to them that if they wanted their nails done or if they wanted a spray tan, then they had to pay for that themselves because that's a personal choice. And it wasn't something that I expected them to have. I, I didn't care either way what they chose there. So definitely you need to be flexible with that hair and makeup. Now, what you definitely don't need to pay for. You definitely do not need to pay for accommodation. So, you know, I, I think that accommodation can just really vary in all different prices, but that those bridal party, they don't have to stay somewhere. They can go home if they're near home. Or if you're staying in a five-star hotel, they could stay next door at a three-star. So yeah, I think definitely leave that one with them. Let them pay for their own cost. Unless you really want your bridesmaids to stay with you in your penthouse the night before, then I think you, you definitely need to pay for that. Or you need to say to them, if anyone likes to say, stay, are you happy to put in $100 each? You can ask them outright. And the other thing you definitely need to pay for, you don't need to pay for their their purse or their clutch or their bag that they they have on the day because nobody sees it they you know this is obviously one for the girls they don't walk down the aisle holding that purse or clutch they usually have it in the transport and then it gets handed to someone who puts it on their seat or puts it away for them to get to later so let them pick their own or bring something that they already have I mean it couldn't even matter if they chucked everything in a plastic bag because as I said nobody actually ever sees it now, some ideas that you can do for gifts or for a thank you for your bridal party. First, I'll do the ladies. Now, for ladies, robes are very popular or pyjamas are really popular as a gift and they look great in the pre-wedding photos as well. Or jewellery is really nice also. Um, I know that I got all of my bridal party Mimco bracelets and I also just got them some earrings as well. So they're, they're easy options. Or you could actually get them all a matching purse and that could be a thank you. For the men, cufflinks are definitely an easy gift and are definitely something that they're going to use again. Or you could gift the tie to them. They, like, they might not know you. They might think they're not wearing a tie and they might just have these suits and then you can surprise them on the day with a really nice tie. Um, you can gift them with some 
matching socks or even some of those, you could see in some of those really cool ones, they say groomsmen on them, or you could go to a really nice suit shop and buy those really funky different colored ones. They look great in photos too. Or you could gift them with a money clip. Um, there's, there's so many things that you really can do for your bridal party. Now, the other thing I, I mentioned at the start that I wanted to talk about was also, and I think this is really, really important, is how do you actually ask the bridal party to pay for something? How do you talk to them about it? I know for some people that it's a really hard conversation to have depending on your personality or depending on your relationship with them. In like you know, you might have been forced to have your sister-in-law who you're not close to, so it might be a really hard conversation to have. And that's why I want to refer back to a podcast that I did oh, a, a, right at the very beginning. It was podcast episode seven, and it was um, how to propose to your bridal party. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, I really want to suggest at this point, if you're this far into this podcast and this is a topic that you're concerned about or unsure about, go back back and have a listen to that podcast because I talk in detail about how to ask those to be in your bridal party, but how to also be upfront when you ask someone to stand by you on your wedding day and what the costs are that are involved because it's really a conversation that you have to have with them at the beginning. Um, Cause you, you know, it, it's often some, sometimes something people can't afford to do. Um, and you've got to also be prepared for people to actually say, no, you know, I can't be in your bridal party because I can't afford it. Or, you know, no, um, I want to be in your bridal party. Um, but I, I'm going to need some help with the finances. But I, if you have also say, thinking now while I'm talking, well, I've already asked my bridal party and they accepted to be in the bridal party, but I've actually never spoken to them about the costs, which is quite common because sometimes you don't realise that's something you need to talk about until you get quite far into the planning. Um, then I suggest you need, you sit down alone first and work out, all the costs that are involved and then have a conversation with them about, about it. See if they can afford what you're suggesting and, or sometimes they might need a little bit of help or they might need you to be flexible. They might need you to, you know, pay up front for their dress for them and then you can pay them back in a couple of installments. But whatever the situation is you have to be prepared for and you have to work through it with them because you have to remember that not everyone is in the same financial position and quite often we do not know what is going on financially for someone many people are very very private about finances and you might think that they look like they have money but you don't know what's happening behind closed doors and if there's bills that they they can't afford but it's also really, really important for you not to stress about the financial side and who pays for what, because when you ask someone also to be in your bridal party, they do already know at that point that it's going to actually cost them and there are going to be some expenses that everyone just knows that. So don't be too scared to have this conversation with them because they are expecting it. They do know that this conversation is coming. and. 
when they are really close to you, and normally they are, that's why you have chosen to have them in your bridal party because you love and you care about each other, then you should be able to talk openly together about it. And if you can't and you're struggling with it, then having these conversations only makes us grow as a person anyway. We grow from those conversations. Yes, they might seem hard, but they do make us stronger. And sometimes we might be freaking out about that conversation and then it can actually be so super easy. (laughs) So you have to bite the bullet and you have to do it. You have to have that conversation. So I hope this has helped some of you that are like really worrying about that, you know, that conversation because anything financial can be stressful. But just remember, this is all a part of the wedding planning process. So it it does actually have to be covered. And the sooner the better, because sometimes it can mean a change in the bridal party. And if that's the case, you want to actually work out who might replace that person in the bridal party. And you need to do that really sooner rather than later. But thank you for listening. I absolutely love sharing my wedding wisdom with you. Make sure you have subscribed to the podcast. And if you have a spare minute, please leave me a review. Reviews help other future brides and grooms find the podcast and it helps them feel more organized in the lead up to their big day. And make sure when you do leave a review that you leave your Instagram handle on the review so I can send you a personal thank you and a little something. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams.